Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Chris shares don't sweat wisdom to help you achieve greater mental health, self-compassion, and better communication with family, friends, and coworkers. Listen in and learn simple ways to live your most vibrant life of joy. And welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Before we begin with our behind the scenes interview today, let's go ahead and take our golden pause. So wherever you are, sit comfortably. If you're seated in a chair, just uncross your legs. And if you're seated on the floor, you can sit Indian style and place your palms open on your lap. Close your eyes and just begin to breathe with me. Breathing in through your nose, Allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand, taking in the fullness of your breath. On the exhale, relax, release, and let go of any tension you feel. Breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, just release and relax and let go. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being. On the exhale, just let go of any tension you feel. Breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, sink into your breath and into your body. Breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being. Place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart, and spend a moment thinking of one thing you feel grateful for. And as you think of that one thing, breathe in that golden gratitude to every cell of your being. And on the exhale, relax, release, and let go. Breathing in pure golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, release a little bit more. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being. On the exhale, allow it to wash over you like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. Breathing in pure golden gratitude to that top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and toes. On the exhale, allow it to wash over you again, like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And taking one last deep breath in of pure golden gratitude. As you exhale, just open your eyes. Well, hello, hello, hello. We have two very, very special young ladies here today. And I promised you that you will get to meet the wonderful actors and actresses behind the scenes of the Lifetime movie, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, coming out October 16th. And I am so excited to have this amazing conversation with Natasha Bure, who plays jazz in the movie, and Ella Dorsch, who plays my daughter, Kenna. So welcome, girls. Oh, hi. <laughs> you know, let's um, start with you, Ella, since you're the youngest. Um, I would love for you to just share a little bit 
about yourself, um, you know, personally and how old you are and what brought you to this movie and, and what, what have you done as an actress previous to this? Hey everyone, I'm Ella Dorsch. I'm 14, uh, which is also how old Kenna is in the movie. So it's pretty, pretty accurate. Um, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm a freshman this year. Loving high school, stressful, but liking it. Um, and I got the audition in like, I wanna say like maybe like late May. And I got the audition and then a couple weeks later I found out and I was so excited. Um, and before I dealt with the small stuff, um, I've had a couple lines uh, in some small movies, but this is my first big thing. So I'm really excited about it. Well, you just are so adorable and um, I can't wait to see how you did. I, I just heard great things about the movie and, and all of you and especially how wonderful. I know Heather just speaks so kindly about both of you and just thinks you guys are the funniest. In fact, she said this morning, she just said, tell those funny girls I love them. <laughs> we love them. Yes. Oh, Heather. Yeah, and Natasha, you know, tell us about your budding acting career too and, and what really makes you want to be an actress and what have you played in before and, and, and how did this come across your lap? Hello, everyone. I'm Natasha. <laughs> um, I am 23 years old. I just turned 23 actually when we were shooting this film, which was so fun. Um, and I've loved acting since such a young age. And I did commercials when I was younger and I've always been in theater and all that type of stuff. Um, and I have done some other films. I also um, work in the mute music industry and so have done a couple performances as on The Voice, um, things like that. And I was in a film a couple of years ago called Home Sweet Home, which was super fun. Um, some Hallmark films. And now uh, doing this Lifetime movie uh, was such a gift. And I am so excited for it. I think your story is just something to be treasured and so special. Mm -hmm. And so I was really blessed to have this opportunity to be a part of it in any capacity. So I'm, I'm super excited and, you know, hopefully continuing to do more roles and such like that. Oh, I know you both will. I, I feel like um, this movie is going to just shine the light so much on you as actresses. And it had to have been really pretty challenging. You know, I was thinking about that. You know, both my girls and I, we talk about how, you know, this was really the worst year of our lives that you guys played. It really was. It was just tremendously shocking, as you can imagine. And, um, you know, in real lifetime, it, it was so hard. It was just so hard. And and I thought about the two of you, you know, Natasha, Natasha you're 23 and, you know, you're, um, you know, very getting into a very much more mature age. But I thought about Ella, you know, and what that must have been like. And, you know, to take on this, um, you know, the story, you know, did it, did it scare you at all? Or did it make you, I mean, I just like really curious, like, how did it change you? How did you deal with the emotions of it? And, and what was that like for you, Ella, um, as a 14 year old? I think the biggest takeaway was just how much you disregard the small moments. Um, and I think throughout the film, I even got really, I got close to my dad and, you know, um, you know, everyone in my family, I just, I think like they all read the story. Um, and it just really makes you 
want to hug your family. It really makes you want to, you know, I was in Nashville away from my dad for a month and it really made me every day want to call my dad for hours on end and just talk to him about everything. Um, so I think like that was what I took away was just like, you just kind of, it's just, it's just, it was just all about this family and this connection and it's made me closer to my family. So, you know, it's the best I love that so much. What a gift, you know, what a gift. And what about you, Natasha? I am super close to my family, especially, I mean, everyone, but my parents are my everything. And so putting my, putting myself into your family's shoes for me was so scary because it's super emotional for me to think about losing one of my parents and not having them there, especially at the age that Jazz and Kenna were so young and at such a moldable age. It's, um, it's something that I hope I brought justice to in the care in character wise. And I hope that I, you know, played it as, as accurately as it was, but I don't know that I, um, I don't even know how I would handle it as Natasha. So having to, having to do it as somebody else was very interesting. And I just felt for these, these two girls who are just in the most craziest of circumstances. And I think that, um, definitely overall just reminds you to tell your parents that you love them and how much that they're doing for you. And there's so much behind the scenes that your parents do for you that you don't always see. And they're trying to keep it together and be strong for you. And I love that we got to see how they really play that out throughout the film of just you processing this and trying to be strong, but also be a human being. And, and that can be so difficult. And so, you know, it was, uh, I don't know. It was, it was interesting. I think I was actually lucky in the sense that I am very, I feel like my personality is very much like Jazzy. And so I'm very, you know, strong-willed and I'm very outgoing and all, all this stuff. So for me to be able to outwardly play all these emotions is very much how I would have been in those circumstances, which was great because if I had to play someone who was super bottled up, it just, I don't know how I would have done that, you know? So um, it, you know, I was able to express my emotions in the same way that I probably would have as an so, um, you know, it was, it was very hard and challenging, but I'm sure even 10,000 more times challenging for you and your family. And I just, um, it, at the end of the day, it was such a beautiful story. And I think it's really going to inspire so many. I love that. You know, um, I, in the trailer, there's that just really, um, poignant scene of you, you know, saying, gosh, mom, you know, I don't even think you act like dad's death has even affected you, you know, and yeah. And you did such a, a really wonderful job delivering that. And I, I want to tell you guys the real story um, was when um, when Richard first died, I um, took the girls on a trip on spring break to India to see our guru. And um, really in 10 days, we went all the way across the world and back and, and went and spent um, four days in an ashram sitting in 110 degree heat, uh, meditating for, you know, 12 hours a day. <laughs> and um, they, they really handled that trip really beautifully. It was a really wonderful experience. Every time we took a photo, a family photo, there was this big orb right where Richard would have been in the photos. So he was like with us the entire trip, um, like right alongside of us. And 
Richard and I always said that um, if there was ever a family emergency, we would really head to the ashram and see Sai Baba. And so I just really felt that, you know, that spring break was just four months after Richard died and I was taking the girls anyplace else. So I took them there and they were really good about that trip. But then about three months later, I took them to Sweden um, to a birthday party that was happening uh, that I really wanted to go to. I wanted them to see their Swedish roots. And I remember this particular time in this hotel room, I was seated across from them and they both just really laid it to me. They were like, who, who does this? Who takes their, what, what, who does this in grief? Takes their, drags our butts to India and then drags our butts to Sweden, you know? <laughs> and it was like that, you know, they were like, wow, what, what are you doing? Like, are, are you crazy? You know? And I think, um, I love that you said that, Natasha, because as their mom, it was really hard. You know, it was really hard because I was barely swimming the surface in grief and they were relying on me, you know, to show them how to do it, but I didn't even know how to do it. But I did know that they had a lot more difficult time having to go back to school and be in school and be like they were in a fishbowl because of course everybody knew who their dad was. He was famous, you know, he was very right. famous at the time of his death. So it was like, everybody was looking at them. And so it, it was, I didn't want to like upset them. It's like your family has to do this dance in grief. Mm -hmm. And so I think that you, it sounds like in the movie that was very much a prevalent um, part about, mm -hmm. you know, each of you kind of finding your own way and finding your way together as a family. Yeah, for sure. I was just, I have a question for you. I don't know if this is too soon to ask, but being on set, I know we talked a little bit about this, but how was it for you to be on set in like your own world that you've been in before? Was that weird for you? It really was, you know, it was, it was very, very strange. And I was watching you and Ella and the family in the car and, you know, especially that um, one scene and I was like, oh, wow, you know, I was like, oh, this is really weird, you know, and um, yeah, you know, it's, it's an odd thing, but, you know, I think as an author, you, it's like, there's these pinnacle moments in your career as an author. And so, because um, I never really dreamed that my story would be, my, my book, Heartbroken Open would be, um, bought as a movie. Like I, of course, you know, you think about what would be your pinnacle moments as an author. And of course that's like a pinnacle moment because what your role is as an author, and at least what I've received as my calling is that it's part of my journey to share my story. And so, and that once, you know, you've healed or even as you're healing, when you share your story, you want to inspire hope in others. That's why you do it. You know, of course you do it for a lot of reasons, but the main reason is to serve and to serve light and love and hope for people. And so of course, um, when this came to be, I kept, I kept not really believing it was going to happen. You know, I kept saying, oh, this isn't really going to happen. This isn't really going to happen. And then I'm like, oh, this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, of course, dropped into deep concern about my daughters because, you know, I'm a public figure. I've been in the world as a public figure for a really long time, but I've always really protected them um, from being in the public eye. And so I was concerned with how they would deal with it. And they're just really, I mean, I, I don't know how it's going to be that night. I hope you're both going to be able to be at our premiere, but 
Um, I'm they're going to be there and I don't know how it's going to be that night for them. But what they keep saying is mom, that was a long time ago. You know, we're now 32 and 30 years old. (laughs) So, but you know, that sense of wanting to protect your kids never goes away, even as they grow up and they're adults themselves, but it was weird. I won't lie, but you know, what I loved seeing was the incredible chemistry that you all had together and this beautiful onset family that had developed, you know, and it was just so cute. You were in the car and um, you didn't know it, but I had headphones on. And so I was listening to your dialogue in the car and it was hilarious. And I remember like um, one of the funniest moments that I just busted out laughing. It was when Jason turns to you all and he says, Hey guys, we got some pretty good chemistry as a family here. And, and you're all like, yeah, yeah. And Heather goes, he goes, we're, we're going to have to have a Carlson family sitcom, a Don't Sweat the Small Stuff sitcom. And Heather turns to him and she says, what do you mean? You're going to be dead in another hour. <laughs> Heather is something else. It's, it's, she is too much. Isn't she so fun? Oh my God. She is the funniest. She has this um, just off color sense of humor that is just so fun and funny and just so unexpected. And then you get, and you know, I'm sure on set, you all just needed to laugh just to get through the emotional pieces of this movie, you know, and I'm sure you just laughed so much. Tell us about your most fun moment. And I, oh, and I saw this great Instagram story with the two of you in bed. Like Natasha was just asking Ella all these cute questions. And it was just, oh my God, I just loved seeing that. I love, I just love you girls so much. Like really my heart is just so full of love for both of you. I'm trying to think of what our we had so many of these moments I swear the entire film the 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 one thing I will, will say was before I tell like the funniest moment I was really nervous coming into this film for the sake of chemistry with your co-stars because you always want it to be good and especially in a film like this where it's all of the scenes majority are the three of them together you know it's these like pivotal moments between uh between them and you want to make sure that you have good chemistry with these actors so that it's believable, especially since we're all mother and daughters and it's like so close. And I feel like we couldn't have been paired better. It was like the perfect casting. And we had, you know, Heather was amazing. Ella was amazing, but we, I felt by like the end of it, I really felt like we were family, you know, which was amazing. And I'm so grateful for that because without it, I feel like it would have been a totally different film. So I'm very happy about that. That's so great. And Ella, you too? Yeah, no, I I would say my favorite, there's so many, but I would say the one that sticks out. We were doing a scene and <laughs> we were doing a scene and Natasha's line was like, do you need anything, mom? Or it was something like that. It's like, we're here for you, mom. Something like that. So Natasha walks over and Natasha, oh. like she doesn't, like it was, not even English, like we don't know what happened. When we're <laughs> but she basically just said something. It wasn't human. Not, no, no language says something like that. It was like my words just, it was like syllables, but no connecting sentence. <laughs> no, it was so weird. It was very weird. And Heather just went right on the scene. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, you guys, you girls go. And afterwards, it, um, we walk off, but it, it's still 10 seconds of Heather's face. 
So everyone has to be quiet for 10 seconds. And everyone was over there just like dry heaving laughing. You just saw everyone's like backs like arching like. Because everyone was laughing so much. I think that was my favorite. And that was funny because that entire seat, that was one of our first days too. I think that was like our second or third day. And it, it, yeah, just like Ella said, there was, I had missaid the sentence, like it wasn't even English. And I thought that they were going to cut immediately. So I start laughing in the middle of the scene and Heather just keeps going and no one's calling cut. And I, I can't, I have like laugh attacks. Like once I start, I can't stop. So I'm outright laughing and, and Ellen's not calling cut. Nobody's calling cut. And so we go off scene and then basically everyone, like anyone who was on the set was just trying so hard not to laugh. And it lasted that really like set the tone for the rest of the the film. I feel like, because although it was, there were so many emotional moments, like our cast and crew just made everything so fun and joyful. And it was like a, you know, a pleasure to be there. So it was really fun. That was a funny moment for sure. Yeah. Uh, I love, I love to hear that. You know, I, I heard from Maura and the other producers on set and how heartfelt everyone was about the film, about the movie and it just looked gorgeous. Like I was really shocked when I got there. I mean, it was like a really big production, (laughs) you know? And I mean, I haven't been on a lot of movie movie sets, so it it was, but some, I've been on camera some. And so I, I was, but I was just like, wow. And, and it really did seem like that. It just seemed like the cast and crew and everyone was so bonded and just so heart centered. And I, of course, loved seeing that. And, and then did you, um, did you guys have a sense of really sense of Richard while you were there too? Oh my gosh. So basically one, okay. It all started when it was a night shoot and there was this butterfly moth, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it was raining outside and it was dark and this like butterfly came over and we were like, this is so strange. It's late at night. It's raining. No, no, like nothing would want to be around here. Mm-hmm. And this butterfly. And then it got, it clinged to this guy's chest and mm-hmm. it wouldn't let go. And you know, the butterfly, you know, they'll fly away. Any, anyone goes near them. And it was just sitting so still. And we were like, we think Richard's here. And so every time after anything happened, you know, a light would move or like the door would swing open. It was Richard. Mm-hmm. So I definitely felt, I definitely felt home. Well, I want to um, share with you that I um, Jazz had a reading with a medium recently, and she's um, and she and of course Richard he couldn't wait to talk to her. And um, at a point in this reading with this medium, the me- the medium says he's talking about a movie. He's talking about a, a movie, and she's like, "What does that mean?" She didn't know anything about anything. And Jazz goes, yeah, what's he saying? She's saying, she's saying um, he's saying Heather and that he's, and, and, and she goes, and Jazz goes, yeah. And he said, he's saying to thank the cast and thank Heather because um, he, he really loves that Heather's playing Chris. And he's, he said that um, he wants Heather to know that all the signs that they saw on set were him. So isn't that crazy so all those the flashing lights the butterfly was all he was right there wow that's so special I love that 
And he loves the movie, he said. He loves the movie. He just said, loves, loves, loves the movie. So you guys had, you did feel him and I knew he would be there. And, you know, one of the reasons, one of the ways that I'm able to just carry forward and carry on is, is I always feel him, you know, like I always feel him with me. And I'm glad that you have that sense. I think that it's beautiful. You can, um, you know, see a story like this and then, and also understand kind of, you know, loss in a different way, you know, and you, you've really had a first loss, which, you know, is, is just something we all dread. It's something that we all fear, but that's something we can live through and that we can choose. Oops, my internet got unstable that we can choose life again. So, um, I just want to thank you too so much um, for coming on the podcast today. It's just a joy to see you. And um, I look forward to watching you over the years and growing in your careers. And, and you always have a place in my heart, no matter, you know, where you are, what you're doing, if you ever need anything and I can help you, you be sure and ask. All right. Thanks for having me on. So much fun. So much fun to see you again. And I know that my listeners are going to enjoy this so much. You two are wonderful, wonderful young women and wonderful actresses. And it's just been a joy and a pleasure. Don't sweat the small stuff, live the big stuff. Come back and listen some more. This is Christine Carlson. Christine is thrilled to announce that her book, Heartbroken Open, has been made into a lifetime movie starring Heather Locklear in her comeback to television. Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, the Christine Carlson story, premieres at Lifetime on October 16th. Read the real story, a true page turner, and get your copy of Heartbroken Open at Amazon and ChristineCarlson.com.